Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Today, I've invited April Brown, our amazing Director of Learning and Development here at Educator Forever, onto the podcast to talk with me about one of our very favorite subjects, which is how to support teachers to truly thrive. Welcome, April. So glad to have you here today. Yay. I'm so happy to be here again with you, Lily. Yay. Well, I feel like we spent so much of our time talking about and thinking about how to really, truly support teachers. And so today wanted to invite you on the podcast to continue that conversation and really setting the stage of like the state of teaching, which I know many teachers are listening to this right now. And of course, you know, everything is different for everybody. But I recently had a conversation with somebody who is head of an ed tech company. And he was like, oh, I feel like after COVID, like things are back to normal for teachers, like teachers should be really happy and settled in their jobs. And like, what's the matter with teachers? (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like, that's so far from the reality that we're seeing within our Educator Forever community and, you know, interactions with teachers. Like there is so, so, so much that needs to change. And this idea of like going back to normal is so problematic to me in many ways, because first off, like when was there ever a time that teachers were truly supportive? And second, like, no, things are really, really hard right now, especially in the after effects of the pandemic and all the things. So First, wanted to just like set the stage and check in with you about how you're seeing in your own work um, the state of teaching. Yes, I love that you brought up this example because I think that it it really speaks to just the constant like it, it, like undervaluing of educators to begin with, and I think that that shines a light on it so much that this is a like a head person, a leader of an ed tech company that is creating resources that educators and children access and the disconnect from understanding what teachers are really going through is so like smack in our faces. Um, So I would say, no, teachers are not back to normal. And I don't think that there's ever been a time when teachers are really compensated or valued or, um, really had their voices amplified in what's important for the profession of teaching and the education system in general. So that's like the first thing that comes to mind to me. Yes, absolutely. And it's like, I mean, it just makes me think of like, if we really did value and support teachers, like how many things would be different within our whole education system? And so thinking about that as like foundationally something we've never seen before. And like how many things we're frustrated with or students are frustrated with or families are frustrated with in our education system. Like what can we change by really supporting and empowering teachers? And I think that that is just so beyond this idea of like normal (laughs) or like what fits into this system right now that it's hard to even see a different reality. But I do think that a different reality is possible if we can allow ourselves to really like first see what's happening And then really think about what it means to support teachers and educators as the whole humans that they are. 
Yes, I love that. And I feel like it goes back to what you just said about like in this conversation, whose voices should be amplified? Like where should we find out about the solution? And naturally for us as both former classroom teachers and educators who have stayed in education in a variety of capacities over the, the, you know, the years to try to drive change, we know that. And that's what we do in the Educator Forever community is like, here we are acknowledging that teachers are whole humans, acknowledging that teachers deserve more. They deserve more on so many different aspects of their lives from the freedom to teach things that matter, to creating joy-filled classrooms, to being able to take a few days off because you're sick and not feeling terrible about it, to being able to see yourself reflected in society and in in the media in ways that feel empowering and supportive, right? Like, so this is all, it all goes back to that, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think like we spend so much of our days talking to teachers, right? And I think they're just setting the stage there too. Like there are so many things that just stand out to me. Like I've been out out of the classroom for over a decade now and things were definitely challenging in their own way when I was in the classroom. But I feel like things have just gotten more and more challenging. You know, we hear people coming to us just loving being teachers in many ways, as I think we do, you know, like you go into teaching because you feel called to do so in some way and you feel excited about it. And I think that is part of the problem. Like that was what makes it so complicated sometimes is because you feel like, well, I love being a teacher and like my identity is tied to being a teacher, but there are so many things that are making it impossible to do. And I think because of that, like love Many of us stay in this toxic situation for a long time. And so it's almost like peeling apart what you love and what you don't love. But I feel like a lot of the people that we work with and like me included, you know, are like, I love being a teacher, but I don't love all of this other stuff. And that can get really complicated to unravel the difference between like what you really love and what's not working for you. Yes, I I love that idea of thinking about you know, and that's what we do. We have our community members constantly reflect on like, what do you love? What, what inspired you to become a teacher in the first place? And then what do you want to let go of? And so those, you know, the letting go of can be so difficult. And we talk about this all the time when you're still working within a toxic system and often nobody within that you know, environment is able to like, this sounds a little bit out there, but like to see the light, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yes. you know, like out, <laughs> right. And so that's sort of like what, you know, the, the ecosystem of the educator forever community is all about is that we're here to like, show you that all of those feelings are valid, but there are different ways. There are career pathways. There are ways for you to stay empowered and stay in education so that you don't have to get rid of all of the things that you love and the reason that you became a teacher in the first place, like, because that is, like you said, your identity, but what is no longer serving us? What is causing harm? And it, and it just to circle back to the beginning of our conversation, it's like teachers teaching throughout through the pandemic, had lost colleagues, struggling with mental health, um, students that have, you know, like just been really, really struggling academically because of all of the different changes from online platforms, et cetera. They never were able to heal from that either, right? So there's like all of these like 
the more that you pile on and pile on and pile on, at what point is it like, hey, we need to step to take a step back. We need to pause. We need to like work on the whole human. But where is that space within the education system? Because it, there, yeah. there, there isn't, right? There's like, no space. Yeah. And like right. for administrators too, or like whole school, school districts, right? It's like, there's just so much and layers upon layers upon layers. And I do love this idea of like, yeah, who can see the light? right? Like, where can we imagine different possibilities? You know, like if you're in, and I think that's something we see with teachers all the time too, where it's like, you see what's in front of you and what's normal to your life, right? Like you see the possibility of retirement or pension or the salary scale, you know, you see the things that people tell you of like, why you should stay in the classroom. And being so immersed in that, it's really hard to see other possibilities. And I think that's true for like teacher career paths, but also things we do in the classroom, you know, through our curriculum program, people come in teaching in a very like teacher directed way, in a way that's not the most engaging for kids. That's not based on research that we know really works for, you know, effective learning environments, but it's because everyone around them is telling them to teach this way. And so it's, again, that like detangling of what we know works and what we feel aligned to, to like things that we do or think because we've just been told that or that's what's around us. Yes. And it's it, it's like it makes me think of being boxed in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're in this box and when you're in the box for so long, it's hard for you to like see your way out. But deep down, I think we all know what's good for kids. And we know that standardized testing is not something that's like healthy and makes us feel good as we're like being told to teach to the test. We know that curriculum that is not accessible, that is not, you know, designed with like pedagogical practices that are inclusive and responsive, that's not, you know, cool. Um, So I do, I think that it's so interesting to reflect on what teachers really need, you know, like what really supports teachers. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's part of the rub too of like, I felt this This was truly one of the reasons why I left teaching because like what my students needed and I taught at a very like open school where I had lots of freedom and agency to do things. But still, what my students needed was out of the realm of what I could give them. And it felt like all that I could do was like try my best. (laughs) But I was like, what they really need is like less kids in this class one-on-one aids for some people, you know, different learning experiences for them. But I couldn't plan 12 different, you know, versions of a lesson every day for every subject. And so that frustration and like I had it good, right? Like there are people who are being told to teach curriculum that like truly teaches lies. (laughs) And so, you know, having that situation of being like, I am not teaching in a way that I know works well, like it's not aligned, right? And so I think that frustration is real too. being told to taught things that are not ideal, that you don't believe in being part of a system that like doesn't truly support kids or teachers is really, really exhausting and hard. And so just acknowledging like all the many things that go into these feelings that many teachers are having. Yes, I love that you brought up to like the the many different circumstances and like realities that educators have, but also when it becomes like that you are no longer okay with doing this thing because it is completely 
separate from your values. So like mm -hmm. what you just mentioned about teaching lies or teach it, you know, there's a banned book that you read in the classroom because it's LGBTQ affirming. And then all of a sudden there's a board member who wants you out of the classroom. Like this is happening locally. This is happening like all over um, the United yeah. States right now. And like, that's not okay. And teachers deserve better. We kids deserve better, um, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole lot to consider and it's a critical conversation to have. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think it's like, there's the content part of it, right? Like of like what you're being asked to teach or how you're being told to teach. There's the like career part of it of feeling like you have to stay because of your pension or retirement or whatever it is, or a commitment to the kids. Like this whole guilt that goes around, like any idea of changing your career or leaving, and then I think there's some just like realities of being a classroom teacher in the day to day of like not being able to make ends meet. Like I definitely, that was my other reason for leaving. Like I could not make enough money. I was having a baby and I could not make enough money to make it make sense to be able to pay for daycare when I was teaching. <laughs> it, it just like made it zero dollars. <laughs> and so I was like, well, this isn't going to work. And I want to stay home with my baby. But I think, you know, we see so many teachers really struggling to meet ends meet by no fault of their own. Like they do not make enough money to live a living wage to support children, you know, especially like single mothers with multiple children. Like it is not possible. And so we see many teachers, you know, turning to DoorDash or being Uber drivers or things like that. And one of the main reasons that Educator Forever exists is really to show teachers that like, yes, it's a reality that many of us need to make some extra money, but we can do that in a way that really elevates our expertise and uses our experience as an educator to ideally change some of these things that are not working in education. So just acknowledging like the financial impact of being a teacher is not sustainable. And that goes into all sorts of like emotional impacts too, because if you're constantly stressed about working many different jobs, uh, you know, supporting your family, making your making ends meet, then all sorts of things collapse. <laughs> and that's like not a good model for kids too to see teachers constantly and constantly struggling. Like it shows them what we value. Yes. You've said you said a lot there. So I'm like <laughs> I got a lot to say. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm so into it. And I feel like it reminds me of like even a, I feel like this was like a few years ago. One of my very favorite friends and teachers that I colleagues that I taught with back in Michigan, she was transferring from schools and she had had like over two decades of teaching experience. And they were gonna put her from transferring schools, they're gonna put her at the bottom of the pay scale which was like something around like $30,000 again for like 30 to 40. And I mean, this is an educator who is brilliant and fantastic and has such a deep passion for students. So that's like another example of like, how is this possible? And I also feel though, like with everything that you just said, with also like the pension and like this, these are the things that I have to do. It like reminds me of the box. And like, we have to do these things if we're educators. So like for me, I always knew I was a multi-passionate person. Like you talk about this all the time. So I jumped around a lot, like from school to school. Like I started, you know, special education, resource room, truancy academy, then ended up teaching in Belize, like doing a homeschool cooperative. And I read recently an article too, that someone was like, instead of looking at jumping around for educators and being like, oh, they didn't stay in the same place 
for so long, we should be valuing innovative educators who are also trying to find sustainable spots, because I think that's also part yes. of it. You're constantly like, what, where's the next spot? Because maybe this would be better. Maybe I'll be, maybe this will more yes. align with what I need, right? Like, but like we look at a lot of like, you know, districts, et cetera, look at someone's resume that has that and they're so boxed in, they don't see this innovation. They don't see this like drive for, um, reimagining what it means to be an educator, what teaching, you know, what teaching can truly look like. Instead, they're like, well, why didn't you stay at your job for 10 to 20 years? So I love yes. like, that's like what's coming yes. up for me with. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I know, like, yes, totally agree on like any jumping around in careers, like, I think is great. <laughs> like it shows me like you're saying, like, you want to try to find something that fits and like, you're constantly evolving and learning. This reminds me, and this is the side note of like what we heard on a network call recently, somebody asking about a gap in employment. I also feel like that's also completely 100% fine. Like I think both these are very outdated to think that a gap in employment or like jumping around to different jobs is a bad thing. Like a gap in employment means that maybe you were taking care of a loved one. You know, maybe you were needed to be a caretaker. Maybe you needed a mental health break. Maybe you had an opportunity to like take a sabbatical. Whatever it is, like, that's amazing and acknowledges you again as a whole human. And so I think, again, just like reframing both of those things. Yes. And also then it makes me think of how we know that teaching is a female dominated, dominated like career pathway. This is what it is. So how would we do the same thing? in a male dominated field? Like, would we really be like, oh my goodness, you moved from the program director to the CEO of this new ed tech company and started this thing and then found something better. Like, would we be having the same conversation? No, we wouldn't. I mean, we would be like, oh, he's ambitious. You know, like, absolutely. I mean, I think so many, and I appreciate you bringing that up, be like so many of the issues I think surrounding being a teacher are like issues surrounding being a woman. And so not like not separating those. And I think when you look at it through that lens, it can be really illuminating. And so I do want to move to like solutions because I don't want to stay in the negative for too long because I do want to move to like the light. <laughs> but I want to also just bring up like just a little bit more of the realities that I've been thinking of too. One is just like school shootings and not being safe as a teacher, like literally putting your life on the line and having that somehow being like ignored or like swept under the rug. I know we had a teacher in one of our courses several years ago who is a, an older music teacher and she had just come back from a training on how to use a firearm in her classroom mm. and was so distraught over this, like rightfully so. And so just acknowledging that that's another layer also of just like all the things that teachers have to deal with. And then I think just the perpetual like being put down, not having your thoughts or your opinions or your experiences or your expertise truly valued, whether that's by families, community members, administrators. And of course, there are people who do, but excuse me, value teachers expertise. But you know, it's this perpetual idea that like, Everybody can tell teachers what to do. And I think that's so exhausting. Having not only doing the best you can in an impossible job, but then on top of that, having people constantly tell you that you're not doing enough. And so really internalizing this feeling for many teachers of like, I'm never doing enough. Like, it's me. Like, I can't make this work. Like, what can I do more of? You can't do more of anything. 
<laughs> like it's not you. And so I think really detangling from that too, that it's not your fault if you're feeling burnt out. And there was a great article that we shared recently that was like the premise of teacher burnout is like a falsehood. Like it's like a really messed up toxic system that doesn't support teachers. Like teacher burnout is a myth. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not you. It's that you're trying your best in this very impossible situation that really is not going to be sustainable. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I feel like <laughs> everything that you just said, and it's just, it makes, it just makes, I can feel it in my body and my heart and just, you know, thinking about, yeah, like the impossible, what we ask teachers to do. And it reminds me too of like truly mental health crises among educators right now, what we see in our community, what we, what I saw like instructional coaching virtually throughout the pandemic, some like very, very heartbreaking situations. And so it's like, how do we untangle ourselves from the cutesy BS solutions to mm -hmm. something that is more like forward thinking, sustainable, um, and actually can, we actually can like support teachers in what they need, which is all of the yes. above, like everything that we just spoke about. And obviously we can't do it all at once. And so that's why we like, you know, like we have like, like frameworks and things like that, that we think about, but, um, it does, it truly feels sometimes like, wow, we're being asked to do the impossible. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move into kind of how we can really support teachers, which as you said, like, it's not an easy answer. And I think it's an ongoing exploration that we are engaging with every day. And I think it's interesting reflecting, like we've been working together for many years now and working with teachers first started with our beyond the classroom course, which really was focused on showing teachers how to find work beyond the classroom. And then we started our monthly membership community, knowing that like, it's a process, right? Like people can take an online course, but like it is a process and that accountability is really where the magic happens and where that community is really where the magic happens. And so then from that, we formed our Educator Forever Network, which is our monthly membership community. And we've kept adding to it as we've seen these different needs in our community. And so to me, I really see it as like this meditation on what teachers really need and how we can support teachers to thrive. And the parts just for folks who don't know about it are really like that support getting jobs beyond the classroom, finding flexible jobs, seeing the many different possibilities. And so definitely focus on like how to get these jobs and find different career pathways or create different career pathways. But also that we want to do that in a way that's really supporting teachers not to go out and just get another job and also still feel bad. <laughs> and so we have teacher wellness circles, which you lead April and would love for you to talk about those. We also have co-working sessions that really build in that accountability to get the things done that we need to do. And we have a mix of community calls, which are really connections of people sharing struggles or successes, you know, really making connections with each other. And then also more kind of instructional calls. So trying to meet all the needs of like, what do teachers need? They need content and support to get to wherever they want to go. Before that, they need to see all the many possibilities and be able to believe that they're true, you know, impossible for them. And so seeing other people at various stages in their journey, I think is really a key part of our network that there have been people there are people who've been with us for like three or four years now and they're doing you know really amazing things outside of the classroom so for somebody to come in as a classroom teacher and be like oh 
I see you over here teaching at a local college. I see you running your own ed tech business. You know, I see you being an instructional coach. That can really be a way of seeing all these different possibilities. Yes, yes. Our, I, I mean, our network community is one of my very favorite things. And it's just, it's amazing to see it evolve using what we learn from our community members. And so yes. I think that that's like a beautiful living, breathing, I keep saying ecosystem. I don't know if that like, like really it. works, but it like, it, it, it's <laughs> now. Um, because it is, it's living and breathing and it evolves as our members needs evolve. And I think something that I've learned a lot about over the last five years of working with you um, at Educator Forever is how unique each person's reality is. And so like, although, right, like we can't be like, oh, this is exactly the career pathway that's going to resonate with you. What we can do is show you all of these amazing um, ideas, all of these amazing um, ways that you can use your brilliance, you can use your expertise, and then boost your confidence, support you, guide you by connecting you with other members. And so it just makes me think of our, you know, like we have our clarity, the clarity piece, right? Like that's when we're really getting clear on what, how can we use our skills? Like, what do I need to know? Like, what are some ways that I need to reframe it? And then the confidence. So like, that's what I was thinking of as you were talking too. We really, really have found that the confidence piece and the mindset shifts are so, so, so important, which is partially why we decided to start doing wellness circles, which really are sort of uh, modeled off, off of a peer support model. Um, and that does allow us to come together and to share and to be in community and to be able to feel like we're listened to in the same way that we're constantly expected to hold space for others in our, like, especially because a lot of our members are still classroom teachers. They're still holding space for students. They're still for colleagues, et cetera. Um, and then of course, what you said about the content and the skills, it's, it's also trying to remove the fear from gaining the new skills that we need to thrive beyond the classroom. So I think that there's this like really, um, there's this really deep piece of fear. And especially like you talk about so often, like the fear of taking risks, like we preach it all the time as teachers, but we are not shown in the classroom as educators that we can take risks because often, oh no, you didn't follow the lesson sequence. You went off track, even though it was what you needed to do to make sure that your students were yes. represented and to make sure that it was like culturally responsive, et cetera. But like it's punitive. And so like we're yes. trying to unpack a lot within our network and it's a very deep and thoughtful process. So just like, you know, thinking yes. about that as well. Yes, totally. I mean, so much of teaching is based on like compliance and also classrooms, right? And so getting rid of that mindset, <laughs> you know, really comes is important when valuing your own expertise. And so I think so much of what we try and do with teachers and like what teachers really need takes time. Like it's not an easy fix. And it's not something of just like, I need to leave the classroom. Like, yes, but also you need to really do that detangling of like, what do you believe about education? What do you want to do? What you, what do you want your impact to be? What do you want your life to be like? You need to do the uh, like skills-based stuff, like you're saying of like, how do you actually do that? 
And that confidence, I think, is key. Like sometimes people don't take that step to learn the skills because it's like once I have those skills, I have to actually do the thing. (laughs) And so really being along for the process, knowing that everybody, you know, trying something new, it feels awkward and it's not going to be great the first time. And it is going to be scary. And I think that we acknowledge and see all the time, like that's not going to go away. Like we're always going to feel scared to do something new and to put ourselves out there and to use our skills in different ways. But that moment of doing something new and scary is also where learning happens. And so I always really go back to like being a classroom teacher and seeing that within my own students and then making mistakes as they were learning to read, you know, and feeling scared trying to read a story out loud to me, you know, or whatever it is. And within that like zone of proximal development, it actually is where learning happens when you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so I think the same is true for all of us. Like we have to acknowledge that and embrace that discomfort. And also we can make it better by doing it with other people. (laughs) Like it's so much easier having this be talked about and shared and being able to go to somebody and be like, I'm feeling really nervous about posting my post on LinkedIn, but like, can you give me some encouragement? Great. That makes it so much better. Yes, I love that. And it do- it does. It's like that encouragement and that community is so important. And it it reminds me, like I, I remember when I first started in curriculum development, like I had done it as a side hustle, like in 2015. But then after Harper was born and after I took the Beyond the Classroom course, I realized, oh, I could do more. And that was when like I decided to write an email to the company where I had been like doing some contributing pieces and got more of like a solid, like hourly, you know, weekly thing. And I had a mentor and friend that I really hold dearly to this day. Um, But she did say to me, she was like, but you can't like, how could you go into that? Like, how could you go into curriculum development? And I remember like it it stung so much. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because I feel like the folks who have not taken the leap beyond the classroom, often still, even if they're doing other things, or even if they think that they are not boxed in, sometimes they still are. And so that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to surround yourself with folks who are like making connections with your brilliance and being like, oh no, actually you did design all that curriculum when you were in the classroom because you taught special ed. So no curriculum ever worked. You know what I mean? Like, And so that's, Mm -hmm. I, I think that is such an important piece of the puzzle. And so like you said, like thinking, oh, I'm just going to leave the classroom tomorrow. I'm going to be successful. This is going to be great. It's a process and it looks different for each of us, but that's really the reason that the network has evolved is to be that like support system and to meet you where you are, wherever that may be. So we're really like walk, we're really like walking the walk and like trying to model that too in our own lives. And that's what I love too. It's like, we're taking the risk. We're doing the thing. We're putting ourselves out there too. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I think so much of it too, is really just seeing other people doing it, you know, and see and continuing to evolve your understanding for each of us, as you're saying, it's like individualized of what we want to do. And I don't think it's like a journey that ends. You know, I think it's a continual exploration of like, what feels good to me right now? What's working? What's my financial reality? Like, what do I want to do with my time? Like all the questions are always evolving, because we're always evolving, hopefully. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't think it's necessarily like, And then I get this job and then it's done, right? Like it's always acknowledging and figuring out what that 
next step is for you. And I would say the other part of really truly supporting teachers, I think goes back to what we talked to at the begin about at the beginning of like all the things that are not working in schools. Teachers are the ones who need to change that in all sorts of ways. And so ideally, rather than, you know, going and driving Uber to make ends meet, like ideally you're doing a job that really supports other teachers or changes curriculum to make it more relevant and engaging or really supports students or reimagines some part of education and really tries to make the whole thing better. Because I think I always hear like literally everything I ever post on social media, there's somebody being like, oh, shouldn't teachers like just be paid more? And it's like, yes, of course. Like, absolutely. Of course, I would do that in a second if I had the control to do that. But like in my 20 years in education, salary scales have gone up very incrementally. And so I think there's some part of this as like, we can't wait for this whole toxic system to change. Like we really need to be the ones that are starting to change it from all the different directions. Yes. And so it's like, we can fight for changes at policy level. We can do all these things, but what do teachers need now? And yes. so that is, I love, yes. I just find it so interesting. Like the, the folks that are constantly like, oh yes, but we need to do X, Y, or Z. Yes. We can still fight for that while yes. also acknowledging that so many folks that we work with need to see changes within a year. They need to do this. There, yes. There's so many different you know, ways to approach it. And again, going back to like, there's not one easy, clean solution, but we can attack the problem from all sides, right? Like we can like, Absolutely. it's a multi-layered, you know, multi-tiered system of support for educators. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good one. Um, absolutely, though. I mean, I think really, really thinking about uh, what we can change right now and what we can change globally, and that all of it is a process and a process that we need to engage in. And I think one of the best things we can do is help brilliant educators stay involved in education. That doesn't mean that, like, if you feel like you just cannot work in education anymore, that you need to, but like, hopefully, then you'll still advocate for teachers you know, or maybe you'll do a little volunteering schools or like whatever feels good to you. But I think there are so many teachers that feel like, well, I can't be a teacher anymore. What can I do? You can do all sorts of things in education, using your education background and really changing those things that didn't work for you. And so I think that can be also really empowering and enlightening to see that there are so many paths in education. Like you don't have to give up on being an educator if you've decided to leave the classroom. Yes. It's so empowering. I know for me, that was like such a, an empowering realization because it is, it, it's part of your heart when you feel like something needs to change, but you're not sure what it is. And you feel like that might be like, I need to just be done with this or like, you know, with your children, like being in the classroom right now with two kids, like I just cannot, it's just so overwhelming because you're just never, there's never time, right? There's never time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that realizing that is so, so empowering and so important. And it always, it just makes me think of like, why do teachers not know this? And that's what, that's where we come in. Right. But it's like, oh my gosh, like th there's so many different ways that you can use your expertise and it just takes time for you to kind of like see that yourself though. Like, it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think like why teachers don't know this is because it's very integral to the school district to have low paid teachers. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like low paid, yeah. exploited teachers like are what keeps the machine running. 
And so I think a lot of times those opportunities are not talked about like within school systems because like, yeah, if I'm getting paid $60,000 a year as a teacher and then get offered $100,000 a year at an ed tech company, like I'm going to take that. (laughs) And so I think often we don't see those opportunities because the system really is uh, relying on teachers being underpaid and overworked. And so we have to really expose all the faults in that. Like that's so wrong on so many levels. And so really, again, seeing and challenging yourself to see like whatever opportunities you're curious about probably exist in some form. And so really creating that pathway to figure that out and to explore that. Yes, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, April. It's always wonderful talking about how to truly support teachers. It is an evolving conversation always for us and definitely welcome all of your thoughts as well. If you're interested in checking out our network, we would love to have you join us. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's learn.educatorforever.com slash network. And we have many different calls throughout the week. We have our Beyond the Classroom course. We have an awesome jobs board and Slack site for community members. And we'd love to have you join us. Thanks so much, April. Thank you, Lily. Bye. Bye. Ready to find rewarding, impactful work in the education world? Take our free quiz to discover your next right career step. Will you be a curriculum developer, an education consultant, instructional coach? The list of possibilities goes on and on. Take the quiz to find out the best fit for you at educatorforever.com slash quiz. You'll also receive customized resources to kickstart your dream career and life.